I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to reveal details on Bray Wyatt's next WWE appearance. We're going to talk about Goldberg. Is he leaving soon? What's going on with him? NXT's next premium live event and potentially clashing with a Tony Khan show. And we're going to wrap things up by talking about Carl Anderson, who New Japan are reportedly, and actually put reportedly in quotation marks there, uh, furious with. I'm Andy Murray. I'm Michael Sedgwick. And this is the news. It's Flat F Friday, F in newsers. And we're going to kick things off by talking newsers. Doesn't really work, does it? Not really. Losers is better. But I don't want to call the great people losers because they are not that. What they are losers is if they don't watch the video. That's what makes you a loser. But we're going to kick things off by talking about Bray Wyatt. Um, he's not been formally announced for tonight's Smackdown yet, but Fightful Select came through with the scoop ski last night, stating that he is scheduled to be on the show this week. Second week in a row. He was on there last week, of course, uh, bypassing Raw. You're not doing that Monday night rubbish. Bray Wyatt only works Fridays, baby. Um, as of Thursday, yeah, the plan was for him to be on there. And there's going to be something to do with that Uncle Howdy mask thing. Looks a bit to me like one of the Slipknot members from like 10 years ago when they had those era masks. I kind of like it. It's quite it's quite cool. Maybe it looks a bit like the updated version of the clown, perhaps. But yes, uh, that seems to be in the works. Um, last week they pre-announced his appearance, of course. Bray Wyatt in the ring for the first time properly since coming back. And it popped a nice number, as the teases for the White Rabbit were doing as well. What do you reckon we're going to get from Bray Wyatt? Do you reckon we're going to hear that that interesting entrance theme again? It's, inc- it's incredibly cheesy, but I guess that ties into the whole kind of I want to be a baby face, but uh, my inner demons are holding me back from that um, sort of gimmick that I think he's playing. Look, I've kind of got no idea. I'm not the wiser, and I don't think anybody else is either, but that is the point. It's meant to be compelling, mysterious um, serial wrestling TV. Um, I don't know how they're going to do this. We got asked about this on um, a podcast we recorded, which you can listen to on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And they were saying, if Bray Wyatt, one of the questions, um, is going to feud with himself, how will that actually work? And I just don't think they're going to do some kind of Luke Gallows dresses up as Kane, (laughs) where someone dresses up as Uncle Howdy to represent Bray's inner demons to have this match. So God knows, maybe they can do some kind of dual persona, as he did with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, a kind of a gentle reboot that disassociates you from The Fiend character, because it was a failure. I listened to the lack of heat in all of those matches. I'm sorry, I listened. Um, So who the hell knows? But ultimately, if this in itself is considered a newsworthy item, and it is, and we don't know where it's going, and we don't, this speaks to the success of the push on an objective commercial buzz generation level. 
Yeah, I think that um, it'll be interesting to see if he shows up again in like the t-shirt as as Bray Wyatt, as kind of like Wyndham Rotunda, and he's haunted by these images. I can kind of imagine him completing various mundane day-to-day tasks, having a chat with Adam Pearce, making a cup of coffee. His phone flickers on, and Uncle Howdy's quoting stuff and going, I'm going to get you, brother. Maybe maybe he'll get chased by the fiend or something. Who knows? Potentially. Man, but... I've got absolutely no idea, but nobody else does, and people are going to be tuning in on that basis because Bray Wyatt, for now at least, is a big draw. One thing his fans will be hoping he doesn't do is cross paths with Goldberg again. Yeah. Remember when that happened? Oh, boy, oh, boy. I wrote about oh it, actually. Oh, boy. Where's the book? Yeah, I wrote a, I wrote about that for the very unprofessional, just standing up. This wonderful book that we still have for sale, by the way. Uh, 606 wrestling matches you need to see before you die. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright ridiculous of pro wrestling all in there. Uh, great stuff. Goldberg, his contract's up in two months. That's that's the deal. That's the story. Um, he was on, what's the name of this podcast again? The Roman Atwood podcast. And he was kind of like telling a story about how Stephanie McMahon, who is, of course, co-CEO and chairwoman of WWE now following the, uh, the departure of her disgraced father who resigned in disgrace in July. Disgrace. Um, he's talking about a story that Stephanie told him to stop headbutting the bloody door <laughs> when he was coming there. I think that's a reasonable request from Stephanie. Um, but yeah, he started off by going, Stephanie, if you're listening to this, my contract ends in two months. Now, Goldberg's future is an interesting topic, I think, because reports have come out all over the place. At one point, it was like, hey, he's a free agent now. At one point, it was like, no, that was just the last date on his deal. In July, Goldberg himself was saying he was still technically affiliated with the promotion and he was just waiting for the call. Um, but at 55 years old, he didn't know, uh, you know when retirement was going to come. He didn't want to say it because, you know, we've been through this before. Terry Funk exists. Um, uh, retirements don't stick. But yeah, there we go. Goldberg, two more months. He hasn't wrestled since... Saudi Arabia, February, wasn't it? Uh, when he was involved in uh, the Elimination Chamber PLE facing Roman Reigns. So I think the most uh, exciting thing coming out of this potentially, it's not really exciting, is maybe learning a bit more about Triple H's attitude towards using people like Goldberg. Yes, indeed. Like the whole part-timer era um, became synonymous with WWE's sort of creative um, decline, uh, critical decline through much of the 2010s. So it will be interesting if Triple H feels the need to rely on such names, because obviously, um, yeah, it's getting a bit of a battering from Monday Night Football, that being raw, but SmackDown's numbers continue to hold very strong indeed. There's been a significant turnaround over the last year, predating even Triple H's um, reign atop WWE creative, and a lot of buzz and momentum has been generated around Bray Wyatt, and indeed, do they even need to rely on the likes of Goldberg when their star-making systems actually in a decent bit of hell for once. Um, so I don't know. Um, ultimately, he's kind of outlived his usefulness. I don't think he's taken seriously as a title contender. He's not someone you just want to beat because the whole point of a Goldberg special attraction is that he can come in, win, and then, you know, just remain a star. So who the hell knows? Ultimately, I find it hard to care about whether he leaves, stays, who he might next face. I think he did a decent job against Lashley um, Mm. in the second match they had, which I don't know if that scans as an aberration or what, um, but ultimately, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen here. If I'm Triple H, I kind of don't need him, but you might want to keep him sweet in case, you know, this honeymoon period turns out to be precisely that. Um, On the AEW side of things, can you remember when AEW first formed, 
that there was a little bit of uh, dark Twitter mm. rumouring. Um, I think they followed each other when the account first came to life, the AEW official one, that is. And, you know, Tony Khan is a massive WCW guy back in the day. And um, if you go back and listen to a certain Good Brothers podcast featuring a certain couple of AEW EVPs, the name Goldberg was actually brought up, and they're like, no, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> so they're both potentially smoked to that fire. Um, and, you know, they might be getting... A nice bit of Bunsen with an incoming rights fee deal. So if nothing else, if nothing else, Goldberg can be useful as a thumbnail for us. Yeah, yeah there you go. As we've proven this morning. Uh, right, NXT's next premium live event. Uh, it's coming and it's going to be on the same day, it seems, as a Ring of Honor final battle. We'll pick that apart in just a second. But Fightful Select's coming through with this news stating that December 10th is internally listed in WWE for the next NXT PLE. Um... You know, the, they've recently filed a trademark for the term deadline that is rumored to maybe be attached with this, but that isn't confirmed. Uh, now, obviously, AW Dynamite this week brought the announcement that Ring of Honor Final Battle is going down on that same day. It might not necessarily be a clash, however, because the, the Ring of Honor show starts really early. It's 4 p.m. EST. And interestingly, the reason that that show starts super early is because there's a UFC fight Thing that night and there's also the Heisman Trophy presentations. There's a lot going on, a lot to compete with if you're hosting a show. That's why that was brought forward. But then if the WWE show is taking place in the evening, it's going to clash with that mm. stuff. So uh, is, is the WWE show going to air at 11 a.m.? <laughs> I don't know, but hey, we'll see. Um, yeah, there you go. Don't know if it's a takeover or not, by the way, but it's happening. Yeah, I don't know if they'd want to muddy the name of TakeOver and sort of marry it to this version of NXT now, because all you're going to do, in my opinion anyway, is just draw like a really unflattering comparison. Like you can see in your mind's eye now the how it started versus how it ended meme with all these classic images of like great TakeOver iconography and then matches from whatever this new version of NXT now is, which, you know, it's a show on its own terms that isn't the premier third work rate brand. Um, the last time they sort of ran a pay-per-view on the same weekend if not day was like Clash at the Castle and All Out and All Out fell short of projections we don't know if that's because there was an oversaturation of wrestling content on that weekend or whether they just didn't really handle the Moxley Punk build as much as possible but if there was an inkling that the counter-programming of sorts had anything to do with that sort of slightly reduced AEW number if you're being cynical and you're looking at this from WWE's perspective, you might be thinking, well, if there's a chance that it's going to, you know, thwart their buy rate, then why the hell not go and do that? It's an ugly capitalistic war on both sides. So we should be familiar with this terrain. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. By now. And Triple H has already proven himself more, uh, just as aggressive, if not more so, mm. than his father-in-law in his few short months in charge, phoning guys up going, hey, do you want to come back even though you got a five-year contract, my friend? It's interesting, um, and it is going to get really ugly if it hasn't already. Our final story today, uh, something that has turned from maybe ugly to a total work, in my opinion, um, the Carl Anderson double booking situation, right? Unpack this briefly. Him and Luke Gallows came back to WWE last week on Raw, surprise returns, blah, blah, blah. Interesting, as Carl Anderson was the never openweight champion in Ring of Honor, not Ring of Honor, in New Japan, and the duo were committed to New Japan until uh, Wrestle Kingdom, 4th of January. So that it was like, well, how's this going to work? Reports came out suggesting they were going to keep those New Japan commitments, even though they're under WWE contract. Very interesting. Now, a week later, or a day later, I should say, New Japan announced Carl Anderson for a never openweight title defense on the 5th of November. This week, WWE announced Carl Anderson for a six-man tag at Crown Jewel on the same day. You are not getting from Osaka, Japan, to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia on the same day. The Hulk Hogan could. <laughs> yes, but of course. He's the, he's the only man capable of traveling through time. <laughs> he's a wizard, Harry. Um, he's and a wizard. <laughs> he really, and, and indeed, uh, uh, these worse things than that as well. Uh, racism, but he likes that, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, He's a wizard. But but, uh, that happened. Carl Anderson announced yesterday he was pulling out. Him and Gallows did like a gimmicked video where they were like, Gallows was like, I'm his booking agent and he didn't run it by me, blah, blah, blah. Very funny, very good brothers. Now, Tokyo Sports have published an article. And when Tokyo Sports publish an article that comes from New Japan, immediately the It's a Work Bell rings. Uh, they basically stated that uh, New Japan president Kami Obari uh, simply said, when asked for a comment on this, I'm angry. <laughs> so there you go, keeping it simple. Uh, almost as good as that Fightful quote from the other day saying, biting people bad. Um, so I'm, I'm here for these short, succinct statements from people in power. Um, so there you go. I mean, New Japan used Tokyo Sports as uh, to, to facilitate works all the time. I think this is now clearly a work. What do you reckon? Yeah, just to cover our backs and all the rest of it. If this is a work, it's fairly shrewd. The whole idea is that New Japan don't want to appear incompetent and they don't want to appear weak in this sort of power battle, if you like, between them and WWE. So if this is a work, it is designed to siphon all the heat on Carl Anderson, who is more than happy to take it because that will feed um, a potential storyline in which sort of a New Japan Homer is more than happy to rescue the good name of the Never title, take it off his hands, and Carl Anderson will absolutely relish being the heel. We know that loyalty is an absolutely massive thing in Japanese culture, and it's no different in Japanese professional wrestling. And um, We've seen exoduses and the, the fallout and absolutely massive heat and acrimony between wrestlers on, on that basis. So it's more than credible a storyline if they were to go in this direction. And Carl Anderson, as long as he gets paid, he'll take any kind of heat he can. Bright lights, baby. Bright, Bright lights is the best. I love the Good Brothers so goddamn much. Greatest workers of their generation. Just, oh my in every God. single way. I'll turn it on. <laughs>
Twitter questions. It's Friday, if we get a little loose, we get a little stupid on Friday. I'm not gonna lie, this first question I've picked primarily, not just because uh, Travis at AEW1, legend. He's a legend, he's an absolute icon, legend. Icon, great sign the other month. Uh, not just because it's him, but also because the method of delivery of this question. Look at this. <laughs> he's delivered it via flat F. Uh, what is one top rope aerial attack you think you could do? Interesting that you've used the flatty here, Travis, because I think the flatty would be particularly adept at coming off the top rope. But yeah, what, what kind of what kind of stuff are you pulling off from I, the top? I rope? could quite easily do the Snoop Dogg splash. <laughs> you could probably do that right now. I mean, don't because it'll hurt on this floor. Yeah, I was never an athlete. You might have guessed that I'm not an athlete. Therefore, I will not be able to do anything as convoluted, risky, nor spectacular as a shooting star press or a moonsault. But, like, without discrediting the brilliant um, purveyors of such a move, I'm not saying I will be good at it, but, like, frog splash. How hard can it be, man? Uh, how hard can it, it be? Hard Too hard for us. There are people who've done it in the past who look like they are becoming and evolving into actual amphibians in the air when they do it. I'm not saying I'm going to be able to do it that well, but I could do a frog splash, I reckon. Right? It. We've got a beanbag in the office just next to that wall, <laughs> right? Is fond of that. I am at some point today where we need a bit of a breather when all the content's been hammering out. I'm going to show Andy Murray my form. There you go. This that'll, is proof. That'll be around finally on Monday, I guess. Um, I, I'm the opposite. I'm very athletic. I actually do a space flying tiger drop coming out of the shower every morning. So I could probably do that off the top rope. I, I'd absolutely <laughs> pay an extortionate sum of money that. to watch you try. I was quite good at five-side football, but never really liked the physical side of the game. Going up for headers, I'm too short, too frankly weak. But, you know, I've got a decent touch, decent vision, but I'm just not an athlete, man. Mm. So no, no moonsaults for me. There you go. I'm the opposite. I can run around all day, but you ask me to control a football? Oh, boy. Uh, right, our next question comes from Jordan Booth, who asks the following. If the answer is Paul Birchill, what is the question? He wants to shag his sister? <laughs> Like, that's all I think about when I think of Paul Birchill. My, my answer to that was literally going to be who had the best incest angle in wrestling. Paul Birchill. It's a pretty low bar, isn't it? It is. It is a low bar. Is. I guess, you, you know, pirate stuff was fun, but they literally did an incest thing, man. You can't do much more than it's just that, a total. You? It's just a career killer. Yeah. If you ever see, like, Paul Birchill bopping about an autograph circuit, you think your sister suggestively tickled your stomach with the idea being that you wanted to, you know, go for his gag. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Finding this Vince McMahon is no longer uh, creative in uh, pro wrestling, that's what I'm saying. He wanted to do yep. that with his own daughter, lest we forget. Uh, right, our final question today comes from Stephen, uh, Stephen Petty, sorry, uh, who asks, I will be asleep when you uh, ask for the question, so I'm popping this in now. He got in nice and early, did Steph. Uh, We'll try not to get too uh, controversial here, I guess. Uh, but out of the wonderful world of wrestling, who should be the new prime minister and cabinet? Uh, Stefan reckons the flatty should be the chief whip. Um, a sinister minister should be the prime minister, obviously. Just like, purely on the basis that it rhymes. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, you can't get better than that, really. The sinister prime minister, we've had enough of those, so I don't want James Mitchell. I'm sick of sinister prime ministers, <laughs> yeah, actually. Me too. actually. Yeah, so I don't really Can want we just get a normal, that. boring human being, maybe? Who's the most boring wrestler? Who's the most boring wrestler? That's pretty harsh. Like, uh, yeah. you should possibly not uh, uh, answer that yeah, question. I'm not, not going to do Who's that. Who's the man. soundest wrestler? Right, like, most technically sound. Well, just like the nicest. Who would just, you know what? John Moxley. John Moxley is the best guy. 
John Moxley knows that life can be bloody like just a total arsehole and he would want to minimize how much of an arsehole it is. And John Moxley, right, he believes in the good value of good, well-run, well-funded public services because as we know, the man is just so magic and so endearing that he was enchanted by the mere concept of a library where he can just get a card, go in, get something, it's free for a limited time and then he can take it back and then pick something else up for free to educate yourself and to entertain yourself. So I think John Moxley would be a righteous dude. In terms of the cabinet, uh, whoever John Moxley wants, I guess. Kingston. Yeah. Kingston's a bit aggy. Kingston. Yeah, he, could, he could be the John Prescott. He this, could be the Prescott. Cheating <laughs> journalist. He could be the Prescott. <laughs> and uh, yeah. You don't want certain people affiliated with. Um, AEW drama, there's enough shadowy bollocks mm. games in uh, politics, so there are at least, f at most, four good wrestlers who I would trust to run the country, but John Moxley's the PM. I would trust John Moxley to run every aspect of my life. My, my answers were going to be really boring. IRS for Chancellor, because money and all hey, that hey. Hey, Baron Corbin for... Uh, I don't know, yeah, I don't really know how... What Corbin do? Money? I don't know. The Chancellor. Cultural Secretary, because he's like in casinos and stuff. I've really got nothing. nothing. I don't know how much. It's just it's Friday, man. I'm, I'm on fumes. Uh, thank you for joining us today uh, on 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 the video. Um, follow us on Twitter at What Culture WWE. You can follow Michael at M Sidgwick. You can follow me at Andy H Murray. Uh, the H stands for Have a nice weekend. Have a flat white. Get yourself some milk. See you later. <laughs>